Welcome to the Faith Lighthouse Church message of the week. We hope that you enjoy this teaching. For more information about this message and other resources, visit mylighthouse.church. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Today we finish up our series that that we started at the beginning of the month uh, called Beyond Blessed. And we've been looking at uh, this series and, and, and the genesis behind all of this is the character and nature of God, I, I believe, as we see that, that God truly wants to bless us, that God wants to bless us, his children, that God created us and he wants to bless us. I believe that's God's heart. He didn't, I'm not saying that God is going to make our life easy or everything's just going to be wonderful. We're going to go through our fair share of challenges and adversities. But overall, I believe that God wants to be a blessing to us so that in turn, we can be a blessing to others. That God wants to use the resources that he has, which is everything, and direct them to us so then in turn, we can be a blessing to others just as we did yesterday. I would have loved to be able to, to, to give away, you know, 500 washer and dryers yesterday. That would have been amazing. But we couldn't do that. But what we were able to do is to, to give out $200 worth of quarters and, and over 100 boxes of laundry detergent. We were able to do that. God gave us the resources to do that, to bless us, to be able to bless others. I believe it's important that we understand that. We've taken a look at the importance of understanding that God owns everything. God has created everything. He owns everything. Everything belongs to God. And it's important that we understand that foundational truth that everything belongs to God. When we unwrap that, when we unlock that, it unpacks so much truth for our lives that everything belongs to him and we are just stewards of it. And it's important what kind of steward we are, that we understand that God is allowing us these resources and what are we going to do. And so as we finish this series today, I want to ask this question. What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? What type of legacy do you want to leave when when you are no longer on this earth? And yes, there will be a day when you will no longer be on this earth, that you will pass from this life. What is your legacy? What are people going to say about you? How are your, your family, your friends going to remember you? I know that's not necessarily a question we like to think about. That's not a question that is one of those things that we wake up every day and go, man, what are people going to think about me when I'm dead? (laughs) That's just not, you know, that's not normally what we like to think about. We like to think about life, not death. However, how we live our life, we're going to leave a legacy behind. So what are we going to leave behind? What are people going to be remembering us for? If you're having a little trouble filling in that blank... May we consider a passage of Scripture. If you want to turn uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. If not, we've got it up on the screen. If you want to turn to your Bible app or on your, in your Bible. The Bible app is amazing. We were talking about that in Growth Track this morning. It's just a great way to go through the Bible and read the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Everybody say that word faithful. faithful. All right, you're awake. Good. Everyone must prove and be found faithful. That's the key word that I want to look at today. I think it would be great. It would be amazing if every one of us left a legacy of faithfulness. That we were remembered as being faithful in every area of our lives. But more importantly, that we were faithful to everything that God had blessed our lives with. That we would be remembered and people would speak of our faithfulness to God and the resources that he had given to us. That we see we are faithful in every area of our lives. 
You see, being a good steward of what God has given to us is built upon the foundation that everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God, and we are simply caretakers of that, that he has placed things in our hands. And everybody is, it's different. Not, we don't all have the same thing that God has given to us, but we are a steward whether we realize it or not. The question is, are you a good steward or a bad one? See, last week I, I, I talked about the importance of understanding the principle of the first fruit. The, the principle of the first fruit is, is, is the tithe and understanding that God has blessed us and given us resources and that we should give back that tithe, that we should give back the first fruit. And, and, and many people have, have commented and, and talked about this to, to me and to others that, well, I don't have to tithe because that's not a part, that's a part of the law, that, that we don't have to do that. Well, it's built on the principle that going all the way back before the law was given, that tithing was, and the giving of the first fruit was an important practice, that it was a principle. So just because Jesus has come to fulfill the law, that doesn't mean that we still don't give of the first fruit. God requires that we give of the first fruit. It is a principle, not just a law principle, but a principle that God has for us. And so it's an understanding that this principle is important and that God has given this to us for our benefit, that God wants to, to use it. Are we going to be a good steward with what he has given us? Are we going to trust him with all he has blessed our lives with? There are many people today that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that want to be faithful in their giving, faithful specifically when it comes to finances. But they find it a hard time because of the financial strain that they live in week in and week out. That they want to be faithful in that area, but there's just more month than there is money. That I just don't have the funds to be able to do so. I want to be generous. I, want to, I, want, I don't necessarily just want to tithe, but I want to give above and beyond that. I want to be generous, but I can't because my, my, my month is much too long and there's just not enough money. You just don't see how you can do that. But one of the most important things we need to understand is that we can become good stewards and leave a legacy of faithfulness if you do one very simple thing. Live on a budget. Oh, man, this is a great one, Pastor. We're talking about budget at church. Woohoo! great word. Now, track with me this morning. I wish that, that in elementary school, high school, whatever, I wish that they would teach our kids about finances. I wish they would teach our kids how to live on a budget because there are people that are drowning in a sea of debt because they have no idea what an interest rate is. They have no idea that 29.99% interest is a bad thing. They have no idea that, that, yeah, we can get you in that car at 29.99% interest. Are you kidding me? Like, sign me up. Yeah, we'll get you in that car, but do you know how much that payment's going to be? We don't teach that stuff. We don't, that is not something that our kids learn, that that is a bad thing. And I believe that many Christians would be more generous and more giving if they understood the importance of a budget and financing and all of those details. The first step is a budget to understand that if I want to leave a legacy behind of faithfulness and I want to be a good steward with what God has given me, then I need to live within a budget. Now, Dave Ramsey does an amazing job. If any of you have heard of Dave Ramsey, uh, he does an amazing job of, of walking individuals through getting on a budget so they can leave a legacy of, of generosity behind, that they leave a legacy for their kids and grandkids. 
And, and, and he offers this program called Financial Peace University, which is something I'm looking into offering here for our church as individuals to go through to understand the importance of living within our means and living within a budget. Because it's an important thing for us to do to create a budget. If we want to be a good steward with what God has given to us, then we need to, to take what he has given to us and live within those means. There are many people and their idea of budget is stick their head in the sand and, and just la, 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 it doesn't exist, la, la, la. Is there money in the bank? Okay, la, la, la. That's not a great way to live by a budget. There are many people that live under mountains of debt. They, they truly want to be generous but they just don't have the financial capability of getting out of it. Last week, I shared a story of a couple that, 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 that they, they, they started to tithe, that it was a difficult thing and they began to tithe. But the thing about their story was they weren't living in a mountain of debt, that they were able to adjust some things and they took a step of faith and, and they were able to tithe and, and God blessed them supernaturally and all these other things. But, but it wasn't that they were... But, so that doesn't fit me. What if I'm living under mountains of debt? How can I be generous? How can I be faithful if I've got this burden on me? How do I do this? How do I live this life? So there's another couple that I want to share with you, Mike and Molly. All right, I've changed their name so we can remember them. All right, Mike and Molly. Now, Mike and Molly, they same situation. They wanted to be faithful. They wanted to give of God, but yet they were living under a tremendous amount of debt, nearly $40,000 worth of debt outside of their mortgage. They decided something has got to change. We cannot live in this cycle. We want to be generous. We want to be faithful. We want to be good stewards. So we've got to take care of this debt thing. So they sat down and they worked out on a budget. They went through Dave Ramsey's program, Financial Peace University. And in 18, 15 months, rather, 15 months, they paid down $40,000 of debt. You want to tell me that they are living a life of legacy now? They're living a life of faithfulness now? Let me, sh let me share you uh, how that worked. So in 15 months, they began to give, they began to tithe, and they worked a budget out, and they were paying down their debt. But on top of that process, in all of this, they wanted to give above and beyond 10%. So they, how are we going to do this? So they began to chip through their debt and work all these things down. And then they said, we want to give above and beyond 10%. We want to give 25% to God. We want to be generous with what God has given to us. So they were giving 25% of their income while paying down $40,000 of debt in 15 months. They were giving 10% to the local church, the church that they were part of, and then they gave 15% to other various organizations and ministries. But beyond that, they decided they wanted to walk around in their pockets with blessing money. That they wanted to walk around and allow the Holy Spirit to use them to bless other people. They said, how can, you know, if, if we are so strapped financially, how can we help people? How can we do this? We want to be in a place where we're free of financial debt so that we can in turn be a blessing to others as God has blessed us. So they were giving 25% on top of both of them had money in their pocket to be able to bless people as the Holy Spirit directed them. You see, blessing can come in so many different ways. But when you're able to, to put the, the foundational practice of working within a budget, say, God, I want to be a good steward with what you have given me. I want to live within my means. I want to be a faithful steward with what you have given me. I want to take care of the debt that we're in. There are many people that they live in debt because they just didn't know what they were getting into. That you sign up for credit cards and you sign up for car payments and all these things and it all sounds good. And then you realize, oh my gosh, now I have to eat. I forgot the factoring eating in all of this. 
How are we going to make, we just can't make it. We, none of this works. And so they're just not in a financial place to leave a legacy behind. But it's important that we understand the foundational principle of living within our means and being on a budget. You see, most people that I have come in contact with who love God, who have a relationship with Jesus, they have a desire to be a blessing to others. It's not that they're mean, ungenerous people. They truly want to. They just don't see, how in the world can I be generous? It's not going to happen overnight. It takes time to sit down and set a budget. Say, God, I've got to do something different. And that means doing a budget, and I've never done one before. It means going through your finances when you've never gone through them before, saying, we have got to start knocking down this debt because we want to leave a legacy of faithfulness behind. What if I could tell you you could have peace in your home? If you never had to worry about another financial worry, if you didn't have to have an argument with your spouse about money, that you didn't have to work, think, think about the, the, the freedom you would find. If you could think about how I can bless others rather than how I'm going to pay this bill. That our focus and our thought isn't how are the bills going to be paid, but how can I use this money to bless people? I want to live in this category. I want to live in the category saying, God, you have blessed me with this. Now show me how to use it, not how in the world am I going to pay all my bills. And now I feel guilty because I can't bless other people. Show me how to do that. Well, it starts by living within our means and setting a budget. By letting these things become a reality and doing something different maybe than you've never done before. You see, faithful stewardship leads to things that become reality. Life would be so much more fun. Life would be so much more enjoyable if we didn't have the burdens of stress and the financial worries that bog us down. I said this in, in Growth Track this morning. We were uh, going through different areas of, of you know, discipleship and what that means. And, and I said, you know, you very rarely see somebody giving a gift to somebody that has a scowl on their face. Here, take this. When you give a gift, a blessing to something, you have a smile on your face because you are excited. You are happy. You are full of joy. I get to do this. I never see those people with like the big checks and they're all like standing there like we donated this to whatever. And they're like, there's a check for like $50,000, like, oh my God. They're, they're smiling, they're happy because the person giving it is being a blessing and the other ones are receiving that blessing. And that's what God ultimately wants for us, to live a life of joy that we can be good stewards and faithful stewards that brings us a joy like nothing else. But it, become, it only happens through faithfulness. When we are faithful with what God has given to us, it allows us to expand the reach of the gospel. When we are faithful with what God has placed in our hands, it allows those things to become avenues and resources to expand the gospel. And that's ultimately what our goal is. You know, Jesus talks about storing our treasures in heaven, and he's not meaning just storing up a, a, you know, as many you know, uh, mounds of treasure, like treasure chests full of money. The treasures I believe Jesus is talking about are people. That when we are faithful and we are good stewards with what God has given to us, the gospel is expanding. And people are coming to Christ. And the treasures that we meet in heaven are people coming up to us saying, you don't know me, but you gave and you supported this mission. And I am a result of that. This is, I am your treasure. How many of us want those treasures in heaven? I could care less about a, ma a mansion in heaven, but people that have come to Christ through the gospel. Because I was a faithful and good steward with what God 
gave me here on planet earth to advance the gospel. That's the treasure that we're storing in heaven. And I believe that's what God wants for all of us, to to use us to direct the resources he has to advance the gospel. It's in God's nature to bless us, but it's ultimately up to us what we will be blessed with. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with very much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with very much. You see, that's the principle for good stewardship. They're not just for, uh, for God, they're for us. Stewardship is for you and I. I said this last week and it bears repeating again. God is not concerned with the money that you have because it's his anyway. He's concerned with your heart. What has a hold of you? Does, does the love of God have the hold of you or does stuff, material possessions have a hold of you? God is more concerned with your heart than he is with anything in the checking account that you have. God is looking for people that he can use to be a blessing to others. So I want to tell you about George. George was just your average guy living in average neighborhood, living a modest lifestyle. Everything was, you know, typical with him. Just living in a typical city, everything, you know, that you would commonly see in, in a suburb uh, of, you know, suburban living. The only difference with him is that he lived close to an airport. So he would frequently go outside and, and watch the airplanes take in, fly in and take off. That his house was, you know, that close to the airport that he could just stand and watch the big jumbo liners come in and the little planes in and out. And he would just stand for, you know, really hours just watching the planes come in and out. And so he was a part of his local church. And the church was growing and things were going great. And, and the pastor, you know, got up before the congregation and said, you know what? God is blessing the church and things are growing and everything is amazing. And so we need to go through a growing program. We need to go through a capital campaign. And he said, I'm asking you to consider what you and your family will give as part of this capital campaign. And so George and his wife said, sure, we'll, you know, we'll go home, we'll think about it, we'll pray about it, and see what God is playing on, lay, laying on our heart. Now, this is a three-year capital campaign. So the pastor is asking, for the next three years, what you feel like you and your family are going to give for the next three years. So they went home, they discussed, and what did George do? He went outside and was watching the planes. And he was watching the planes come in that night. He was praying, God, what, what's the number? What figure do you want us to give to this capital campaign? And he heard beyond a shadow of a doubt, God said $50,000 for the next three years. <laughs> he said, God, that's not you. <laughs> There's no way that's you. You understand how much I make. You understand what it is. So, so he sat there for a few more minutes and looked at a couple more planes and said, okay, God, is it really $50,000? God said, yep, $50,000. He said, all right, if, that, if that's the case, then, man, you must, you must have something, something up your sleeve that you're going to, a check's going to come in the mail or something, I'm going to win the lottery or something's going to happen. He said, no, you need to go inside and you need to look at your budget. Like, what? This is the weirdest conversation I've had with God in my life. So, but that's what God directed him to do. So he said, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to go do it. So he sits down in front of his computer, looks at his budget and says, there is no way we can do it. There is absolutely no way we can cut out of our budget to give $50,000 over the next three years. And he was waiting for God to respond. You know what? <laughs> Looking at your budget and everything, you're right. That's too much. So I gave you the wrong figure. So actually it's this. And God said, nope, you need to start cutting stuff. He's like, God, you realize like this is important stuff to our family. And God said, yep, you better start making those cuts. <laughs> Okay, if you say so. So he sat with his wife and they talked and she said, okay, if you feel like God's leading us that way, then that's what we're going to do. So they made those cuts. 
And so they decided, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a monthly payment uh, for three months, or we're going to give a gift to the church for, th- for three years. And that breaks down to $1,389 a month. $1,400 a month for the next three years. So that's what they decided to do. So they made those necessary cuts. And so it was tough at first. It was difficult for them to make those cuts. But something amazing began to happen. George was in business for himself, and all of a sudden, he started getting more clients. And he started getting more clients and more clients, and now more income and more revenue was coming in. That all of those cuts that he had to make previously, he was able to bring back and still give that $1,389 a month to the church. That he wasn't even feeling those cuts any longer. So speed through the story. They get to the final, the, the final month, the, the 36th month. And he and his wife, they take that check to church. And they are so excited. Man, it's been three years. And, and God has been faithful to us. And, and, and it was you know, that number that God gave us that we gave. And we finally have met our commitment of $50,000. We didn't think there was any way it could be done. But here it is. There's that check. So they went to church and they celebrated and all was great. And they came home that night and it's still feeling wonderful. So the next day they, they're at home. And then George is out in the backyard and his wife hears at the door. George comes in, opens the door. There's a gentleman standing there he's never met before. He said, hi, George, I'm with the, uh, the Federal Aviation. And he said, um, uh, there, a judge has ruled that your house may qualify uh, for being in the zone of uh, your depreciation. That houses in the area, because the, the airport has grown, and more airlines are flying in and taking off, that your house may have depreciated in value. And a surveying crew has come out and deemed that your house is within this zone. And you're going to receive a check in the mail for $50,000. George found out his next door neighbor was not in that zone. His next door neighbor was not in that zone. George went back outside. He watched the airplanes. And he looked up and he said, the, he said, God spoke to me just as he did three years ago. He said, you know what, George? I can drop $50,000 out of the air if I want to. It doesn't always happen that way, but I can if I want to. You have no idea how God is going to use you if you're faithful to him. You have no idea the legacy that you will leave behind if you are faithful to him. Because George had an opportunity that night. Am I going to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit? Or am I going to look and say, there is no way I can do this. But he looked and he said, God, I know you're going to be faithful to me. I know you're going to provide for my my needs. And he did. George is able to leave a legacy and, and beyond that, that, that God has blessed him beyond anything in his life, that his business has taken off, and, and, and now actually, George is a multimillionaire. And I truly believe because it was all of his faithfulness on that night saying, I will give $50,000 to this. See, there are several, there are many more people I could tell you stories like this. But what's your story gonna be? What is your story? What is your life? What is your legacy going to be? You see, I believe God is calling us to take a step of faith and trust him so he can display his power. But we have to be obedient to what he has given to us. So there are four few, it all boils down to these few things. And I'm going to say this again. 
I said it last week, and if you weren't here last week, I'm going to say it again. There are topics in church that people get really uncomfortable, sex and money. And I'm more comfortable probably talking about the first than I am the second. But the reason why is it's important for us to see the principles behind it. That I hope that, that you take these principles that we've talked about. And I'm not, we're not passing an offering plate right now. We're not doing any of those things. I'm not, you know, speaking these messages and all right, everybody, now we're passing the plate. I'm teaching these principles because I believe they are principles that God wants us to hear. I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to everybody else. That God has challenged me through this series that there are areas in my finances that I need to get in line. That there are areas that I need to give above and beyond. But I'm not passing the plate. We're not doing anything else. We already did that. But I believe everything comes down to this, to see God's faithfulness in our lives. That number one, we have to understand that God is first in everything. That we need to put him first in everything, in every area of our life. We don't just put him first in everything and God will, but I got the finances. No, we put him first in everything in our lives. That we receive every blessing that he gives from, to us with open hands. God, I receive every good thing you have for me. But we are faithful stewards with it. That you have blessed me with this, whatever this may be, and I'm going to be a faithful steward with it. But, number four, I am going to, to keep it with open arms and open hands. I am not going to grab a hold on to it because it's yours. And however you direct me and however you lead me, I'm going to give it. What is your legacy? Are you going to be known as faithful in every area of your lives? See, wise stewardship creates a lasting legacy that far beyond anything that you and I will probably ever see over our time here on planet Earth. So all across the room, if you would, close your eyes and bow your heads today. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for the blessings that you have given to us. May we be good stewards with what you've given to us. May you bless all that you have placed in our hands. May we be faithful with all that you have given to us. Show us ways that, that we can be better financially. Maybe it's making a budget. We've never done that before. Putting you first in our finances. Whatever that may be, reveal that to us, Holy Spirit. But above all, may we continue to understand the important fact that you own and are the creator of all things. That we don't have to worry about anything, but simply trust in you. That we would be faithful. That you would call us a good and faithful servant at the end of our days. Lead us in this area. Guide us in this area. Thank you, God, for your provision and thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the message of the week. If you've enjoyed this teaching, would you consider a gift to support the ministry of FLC? Visit mylighthouse.church forward slash give. Faith Lighthouse Church is located at 3409 Paul Buckman Highway in Plant City, Florida. Our weekly worship services are held on Sundays at 11 a.m. We also have various life groups and programs for all ages that meet throughout the week. 
We'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing in Plant City.